Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Wednesday, March 8th. It is a whatever Wednesday. Phone lines are open. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400, as well as the Rick Stein Recognition Text Line. Same number. Uh, would love to hear from you today. I'll throw out various topics. If you don't call in, you don't have an opinion, that really doesn't bother Johnny and I. We'll just keep talking. That's what we get paid to do, whether you like it or not. Uh, but we appreciate it. And I've tried to like find some things that might be of interest to you. And you might say, hey, I've got an opinion on that or I've got thoughts. Uh, I'm your host, Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm always trying to restore American values and bring some common sense to the capital city, which is Lincoln, Nebraska, where I'm broadcasting from here at Broadcast House. Johnny Cadillac's executive producing the show. Uh, in last-minute show prep, I always get a chance to hear his latest version of a Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast as he is scrupulous. He is scrupulous in going through the post audio and making sure it's perfect for his listeners. Yeah, it's a special edition compilation I'm working on for my upcoming Ooh, episode. So Special edition? Yeah, got to listen to a bunch of old interviews to get everything I want put together. There you go. Programming note, hope you enjoyed uh, Chris Stokes running for Lincoln Airport Authority on Monday. Um, I honestly can't think of a candidate much more qualified. Uh, nice that folks like him with his background want to serve. Uh, check out that podcast if you get a chance or go to uh, or go to his website. Uh, also, tomorrow we are planning on having Stan Parker, who is a mayoral candidate, uh, back on, I think, for the third time. Had a chance to interview him early in the year. Um, Doug Fitzgerald interviewed yep. him either on Drive Time Lincoln or One Shot, One Life. It was on DTL. Was it? Yep. Okay. And uh, looking forward to that as as campaigns grow. And we'll go from there. Uh, All right, I'll start it off. Well, here's the topics I'm thinking of. KLIN, we've got a great article about this Lincoln High Rise and people for it and against it on our website, KLIN.com. The article is, Business Owners Speak Out Against Proposed Downtown Skyscraper. I read that. I've got some interesting thoughts there. Curious to your thoughts. Um, don't know why, but January 6th just isn't going away. And maybe it's because of the release of the tapes and all kinds of people are getting involved in it. I'm curious to your thoughts uh, from way back when it happened to as it went through the investigation to now that the tapes are out. Uh, I, you know, that seems to be just in in my mind with the technology we have, the cameras, um, you know, forensic evidence. I, I, I mean, I, it makes zero sense. Uh, certainly can talk about more filibustering, and uh, in this case, today, down in the legislature, um, School Opportunity Scholarships Bill went through, at least uh, first round, so um, despite the filibusters going on by Democrats, things are moving forward. Notice that uh, the attack ads are starting for the mayor's race. Um, curious how people feel about those. Um, again, as you recall, I haven't been here my whole life. Was gone for about twenty years, and uh, I the last couple of elections. It's been interesting to observe the different ways candidates go about uh, trying to, you know, motivate their bases. 
maybe you're worried about Ukraine and the money and material support we're providing or, or whatever. Maybe you're not. I'm, I'm curious if people support that or not. Um, and this is my general question is what is going on with U.S. infrastructure? Like trains, planes, radio towers, in our case here in Nebraska, just falling down. Uh, you know, obviously, I think uh, the train stuff speaks beyond. You know, for itself, as now everybody's paying attention to it with what happened uh, back east, uh, but also here in Nebraska, right? And Governor Pillen has uh, gotten involved and and said we've got to clean it up. Uh, but we often forget uh, the airline industry has been in a probably. T- Worst pinch it's ever been in this year, um, at least since I've been alive, with cancelization, cancel, cancellations and uh, other things. All right, did I say it? If I didn't, I want to say uh, today is International Women's Day, March 8th. Um, so kudos and remembrance to all women out there. Um, in particular, uh, this day, International Women's Day, is a global day celebrating the social, <laughs> socio. Social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. The day also marks a call to action for accelerating women's equality. Uh, the first gathering uh, was in 1911 and uh, was supported by over a million people. And um, you can go to internationalwomensday.com and check it out. Um, you know, I don't want to make it political. Women are a key part of literally humanity. Uh, if you ask me, uh, they actually do the harder work um, in the sense of childbearing, oftentimes um, percentage wise, not always, but are more involved in child upbringing and rearing. Um, as well as I think women tend to um, bear the brunt of kind of the socio uh, mentality culture of their own little homes, uh, as well as the community. Um, I think because a lot of them are more attuned to that naturally, not exclusively. Um, and so without women, uh, this entire thing doesn't work. So um, I think anytime we're talking about equality, and in this case, uh, Thinking about it internationally, uh, again, today is International Women's um, Day. It's a good thing. But one of the things I thought is right on the, you know, I read kind of their mission statement there in the beginning. I'll read it again because I think it's worth saying again. Uh, it's a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural, political achievements of women. The day also marks a call to action for accelerating women's equality. And I've got a caller. I will get to him in a second. But right on their tagline for kind of this year's theme, it says, imagine a gender equal world. Okay. Agreed. A world free of bias, stereotypes, and discrimination. Fair. Agree. A world that's diverse, equitable, and inclusive. Okay. We're starting to lean a little bit into politics a little bit there. A world where differences is valued and celebrated. Together we can forge women's equality. Equality. Collectively we can all hashtag embrace equity. Okay. Overall I give that a, you know, 85%. That, 
amen, is what I would say. I start to worry when I see diverse, equitable, and inclusive, D-E-I. And then at the very end, we put embrace equity. I will let you guys argue about it, but it it took me to go, you know what? Let's go to good old Oxford, because it's difficult for us human beings to communicate and have you know, differences of opinion if we don't have an agreed common language, you know, common ground, common base to start from. Equality is a noun. The state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities. I don't personally know anyone in my entire life that is against equality. Haven't talked to them, don't know them. Uh, I hear from the TV that there's millions of people out there that believe in that. I just haven't seen them. I haven't seen them in maybe then in my circles. Now, potentially around the world where there were cultural differences, uh, religious differences in how they carried out their religion, say in the Middle East or some other island nations. Well, I would say that, yeah, because of that, they're not necessarily seeking equality across the board. Um, They're more responding to roles that, given the circumstance, help the family unit and the community. Um, And I think we all know some of those areas of the world are behind in what we would consider, you know, women's rights or transgender rights, et cetera, et cetera. But that's equality. The state of being equal especially in status, rights, and opportunities. Now let's go to this new word that's getting all kinds of hashtags and TV time. Equity is also a noun. The quality of being fair and impartial. Equity. The quality of being fair and impartial. So, the way I see it is entities can be equitous, they're fair and impartial, people, I guess, can be equitous, that's even a word, and then I go back to equality, the state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities. And at first look, looking at where we all should go is to say, what in the heck does this word mean? What does it mean to the vast majority of people that speak the English language? Um, I don't necessarily see a huge difference. Um, If I give you equal treatment, that means I treat you the same. Um, If my equity of treatment is the same, it's kind of potatoes, potatoes. But those words, equality and equity, have really flared up, and and I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, really inflamed some political thought. Certainly, once we start talking about what's been going on politically around the words diversity, equitable, and inclusive, or DEI. Interesting. I just don't understand how wordsmithing can move the needle that much. To me, 
hoo on International Women's Day uh, with no one sex being more important than the other, all people essentially being equal. We need both to make it work on this planet. Um, it is absolutely a good day to remember all women um, and celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements that they have provided uh, to this planet and to our life everywhere. Anyway, maybe you got some thoughts on that. All right, let's go to Brian on line one. Brian, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Good afternoon, Jack. Are you sure it's not time for you to take a break? Uh, well, we've got about three minutes. Oh, fantastic. I'm calling in about your conversation with John Glenn Weaver. Yeah, running for Senate. Right and uh, Ukraine, and if there's time, Afghanistan. I heard many times you asking the question, what's the end game? Yeah. Well, right now we've tripled the troops in Taiwan. We're selling them weapons directly. We're working with all regional allies, uh, Indonesia, Japan, uh, South Korea, uh, and I'm probably leaving out some Australia, approved selling them nuclear submarines rather than the French diesel submarines. So you're, and, you, what uh, you're saying is, uh, with regard to the end game, you've, you've kind of lost me. You've, you've jumped over to Taiwan sure, and the said the West, the, the West well, is bolstering up Taiwan? Huge amount of money and arms and troops and uh, working with allies, okay. doing maneuvers. I'm sure you're aware of all this. Well, that, to me, that's game? kind of standard uh, stuff that we do every year. It's just whether or not the press covers it or doesn't cover it. Well, I'd say I, the end game is that uh, we're containing China, uh, you know, to uh, tell them that they can't uh, expand. And I would agree with that. I mean, that would that would be the hope. I mean, we were talking about Ukraine, so you opened with Ukraine. I think. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is, we were uh, talking. What is the end game with Ukraine support? Right. And I was asking what was the Ukraine end game with China. Okay. And I'd say it's very much the same as the end game with uh, Russia. It's sort of like uh, the times I'd hear people say, not one more penny for Ukraine, but we must be ready to pay any price to confront China. Or uh, last night I talked to all the people I heard saying, I'm no friend of Putin. Uh, I think he's a bad guy, but the words he's saying are music to my ears, family values. So you're in support of Ukraine and all the efforts we're doing in an attempt to contain Russia? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean I think that's what they're trying to do, right? They're they're spending money and you know, um ultimately it's in US interest to contain both Russia and China. It's just the Russians have taken a, a big step. Hey, if you stay on the line, I'll bring you back on after this break, Brian. Sure. All right. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, we're uh, back here. Short segment. We'll get Brian back on the line. Um, one of the things I think he's talking about, right, is uh, support of Ukraine and um, you know keeping Russia contained, and also uh, exercises also around Taiwan and the South Pacific uh, to uh, keep China contained. I would say the only difference is. Uh, in the NDA, National Defense Authorization Act, normal buildups and exercises go on. And uh, as far as I know, Ukraine funding is a way be- beyond that. So welcome back, Brian, to Drive Time Lincoln. Ah, good to be back. Well, uh, 
I was going to say again about Ukraine. I've mentioned how they're not really that corrupt. They're certainly not one of the most corrupt countries in the world. They're kind of in the middle, um, close to the Philippines. Sure. And uh, also uh, on the Nord Stream pipeline, Seymour Hirsch. Uh, did a little, little looking into him, and uh, sure, back uh, when he exposed Milai and Abu Ghraib, but you kind of notice he always fights with the Eastern Bloc against the Western Bloc, mm. and more recently he's done stuff saying that uh, you know chemical weapons in Syria, that was uh, the NATO doing a false flag, and then Putin didn't poison anybody, but that was, uh, you know, not... Uh, Putin so you don't that. believe Seymour Horsch's article that we may have done it, um, and I have seen a report recently that the United States has said, you know, some rogue entity did it out of Ukraine. Well, the main thing is he's relying on just one anonymous source, and that's really not very substantial proof. Now, I wanted to move on to Afghanistan. I got, to, and, I got 20 uh, seconds. All right, well, the big lie that's being told about that would be like Mike Pompeo saying, we would have obliterated them if they didn't hold to the agreement. Well, I want you to look up U.S.-Taliban uh, agreement. And you see Five seconds. That when that was signed, they violated it even more. They took territory at an even faster rate, and nothing was ever done about gotcha. it. Gotcha. We'll have to talk about it more. So. Okay, thank you. 1499.3-KLIS. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, folks, we're back on Drive Time Lincoln here, second segment on a whatever Wednesday. If you want to call in, please do. Rick's not recognizing line four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. We have a nice chat with Brian early in the uh, first segment, late in the first segment, and through the uh, little two minutes there, he had some good thoughts about uh, U.S. defense and what's going on in Ukraine and. Taiwan and um, other things at a comment at the end on Afghanistan a bit. Um, I might rehash those. Why? Well, because I'm the radio host and I'm still Jack Riggins. I'm still here. Johnny Cadillac's still producing. He, Johnny, keeping me on my toes. Yes, it's 36 degrees. Feels like 28. Winds eight miles an hour out of the north. Um, got it done, Johnny. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you got did. Got it done. Um, folks. Yeah, let's start there, and then I'm going to talk about this high-rise and the uh, legislative uh, bill that moved on through the first round, uh, Opportunity Scholarships, LB735. I think, you know, and I don't have the data right in front of me, but my understanding is, uh, with everything I read, and every once in a while, folks I talk to, they're still on active duty. Um, With regard to the Pacific uh, and Taiwan, if you will, Every year, there's obviously a yearly defense budget that includes exercises, that includes, you know, moving troops places, all pre-planned uh, as part of the National Defense Authorization Act, or what we call the NDAA, um, and it's it's well thought out um, and pretty historical. Uh, I haven't seen any what I would call pluses um, to the Pacific, so to speak. Um, we are always doing robust exercises, and, you know, obviously our naval 
uh, assets can move wherever they want. They're budgeted to do that. The admirals dictate them, you know, to be in this part of the sea, that part of the sea. Um, so certainly, Brian, Brian's right, though. I mean, we do things all the time uh, to deter um, folks, and, and we certainly would like to contain China in that part of the world. I think the difference is, is the same does not apply to Ukraine. We are above and beyond, hence why the money is always being talked about by Congress and the president, because uh, we are going above and beyond um, what we would normally do in the European theater uh, to support Ukraine, um, to include giving uh, arms. And that's what John Glenn and I were talking about. And we had discussed, you know, what is the potential end state? And, you know, there's escalation. There's, you know, hold what you got, um, which is just a piece with where the Russians are right now, and they own that land. And then, of course, you know, push the Russians back. Those are about the only three things that can happen. Escalation could, of course, bleed over into NATO countries. Nobody would want to see that. Um, and so I think that's the big difference when you hear or read about the Pacific military and diplomatic engagements versus Ukraine, right? Think of it as Ukraine is not in the taxpayer's budget, is not part of the deal. We are going above and beyond, you know, for a year now, funding that at whatever ungodly amount. But I will say, and I said this, I think, last week, Mike Pence, I think, said it best, which is he is in support of it. I am not. Um, but he is in support of in the old Reagan uh, way of thinking, which is, you know, anywhere communism is spreading, we will fight it. Um, and, and that is the best explanation I have heard from any leader about what is going on in Ukraine. Um, and, you know, I just ask my politicians and senior leaders, you know, to provide an explanation. So we, the American public, or we, the soldiers and sailors, airmen and Marines that do these things, understand why we're doing them. Um, and so, you know, credit to Mike Pence for at least saying that. That's his belief. I don't know that we're actually doing that because nobody has said. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we seem to be in Ukraine, and I have now designated it, as I think many of you had, it's a proxy war. We're back into a proxy war right now, um, and that can end dangerously. Uh, but nonetheless, it is an example. And so I think that's why the two theaters, if you will, the Pacific and, and Ukraine or Europe are different. Uh, for that reason, you know, about one is pre-planned and one is above and beyond. And, you know, that money and those resources could be going somewhere else. A lot of people point towards the southern border. That probably wouldn't be a bad deal. Um, as far as what Brian said about Afghanistan, I, I didn't get everything he was saying. I mean, I understood that there were agreements. And certainly I think he was probably going to go to, you know, the Trump administration didn't do anything when agreements were broken. Um and I would just say, yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, peace agreements or agreements get made all the time, uh, both politically or in warfare. And uh, one side or the other, you know, breaks them and does little things. And sometimes the other side doesn't do anything about it, even though, you know, you've said you're going to do something about it, you know. Um, and I'm sure that um, the Taliban, um, knowing that eventually America would pull out, was probably pushing up to the edge of that envelope and probably was breaking that. Um, and that is what it is. I mean, I can't go back and say, you know, why President Trump didn't, you know, do something about it or did do something about it. In the end, uh, we we had everything set to do a nice, easy transition um, out of Afghanistan, and we blew it. Uh, and that's historical fact. We blew it. So... You know, take that as you as you may. If you want to play politics with it, I'll give you the uh, 
the President Obama one where he said, you know, we're drawing a line in the sand. Well, <laughs> his line in the sand was like, go ahead and cross the sand for a year and a half and keep growing ISIS and get up into Syria and cause all kinds of regional problems. And then we'll, uh, you know, a year and a half later, we'll get engaged again. So, I mean, I think this is this plays out is my point. Uh, let's give Debbie a line here. Debbie, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, since this is uh, whatever Wednesday, I want to go back to something you had talked about a little bit earlier. All right. It was uh, equity and equality. Yes. And I tell you, the best (laughs) definition I heard of this was given by Greg Gutfeld all about a week ago on his night show. And he said, equality is what we all start with. Equity is what several people think we should all end up with. And I thought that made so much sense because that is true. And it doesn't take into account education, people's background, or you know, people's ambitions. It's just some people think we should all be the same at the end as we were at the start. And I thought that made a lot of sense because obviously I think there's a huge difference between the two. But in some people's minds, there should not be any difference. Yeah. Yeah. Good thoughts, Debbie. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Appreciate the call, Debbie. Okay. Thank you. All right. A new twist on that. Again, uh, just just for everybody that's tuning in now, we're just talking a little bit about International Women's Day. That is today, uh, March 8th. Again, uh, a day to celebrate uh, social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. I think it's a great thing. Um, you know, marks a call to action for accelerating women's equality. Um, I think most of us around the world, even here in America, can point to where uh, women's equality um, has been growing. But it, it used to be a, a big gap um, in some parts of the world, still a big gap. Um, and that led me to talk about uh, as their kind of theme for the year started to go kind of political, which I don't think their mission is political, but, you know, started their theme for the year, which makes sense, right? Started to go political with DEI stuff and equity. So I looked up the two words. Uh, Equality, a state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities. And then equity, the quality of being fair and impartial. And so Debbie called in and said uh, that Greg Gutfeld, uh, with his large staff and big brain up there on Fox News, had a kind of good definition and uh what she said and i'll take her word for it was uh you know we are all born with equality um but some people you know want as time goes on there to be full equity and uh i'm trying to unwrap that as i talk debbie um what i would say and i i think that's a pretty good definition um you know when i first kind of went through it and i like to just kind of do things live as I read them and give you my thoughts, um, to me, you know, at least both being nouns, they're not really that different, at least in the Oxford <laughs> Dictionary. Um, you know, it's kind of potato, potato for me. But I think that the words have been weaponized, um, especially equity of late and used for agendas. And so to your point and to Greg Gutfeld's point, I think you're right that in America, at least, and it isn't, I think people want this to be, you know, cut and dry, black and white, you know, uh, apple, orange, you know, equality 
for the mass amounts of people is there when we start. It is there, right? You have the ability more than not to live in a safe space, to go, you know, to to have a roof, to have food, to have education, whatever it may be, to pursue your dreams and your quality of life as you see fit with equal status and rights given to us by the Constitution, you know, laws enforced by law enforcement, um, which in that dynamic of our constitutional republic gives you opportunity. So we do start with equality. Is it perfect for every single case? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But far and away of the 350 million people in America, that equality, you know, if we were to put it on a scale of 1 to 10, far exceeds that of the rest of the world. Now, are there other places that have equality of birth and and are good places? Sure. Right? So they, they would be lumped in over with us. And, you know, I don't know what the percentages are, but being born in America or becoming a legal immigrant in America is like hitting the jackpot of human existence in 2023. And for America, it's been that way pretty much since our inception. So there's a lot to be said about that. Although I think people, certain people, and certainly when it can be politicized, don't feel that. And that's wrong. They are misconstrued. They are looking at it, you know, either through a very short lens or without a lack of understanding for this great experiment we call the United States of America. Now, where that goes and what Debbie is saying is that as people go through and things get politicized or you know in the last couple of years you know people want to end with equity right which again the definition is quality of being fair and impartial okay well if you go to school and get good grades there will be opportunities for you Will they be the same opportunities as somebody else with the same exact grades? They won't because the system doesn't allow for that. And that's okay. And if that's your definition of fair, you know, because I uh, did X, Y, and Z and somebody else did X, Y, and Z, you know, we both should go to MIT. Well, MIT only has so many slots, right? And so... It plays out, and then hence the word impartial, which would almost start to sound like a nirvana of everything is equal, everybody is essentially, you know, at the hundred percentile. And I think that's the lesson, and I'm glad Debbie brought this up. I think that's the lesson that certainly younger people than me and i don't like to go down cuz there's great people in every generation and there's silly people in every generation that people that are pushing this message whether it be old people for politics 
to get votes because that's why they're doing it. Mainly Democrats, right? Equity. To young people that believe that there is a way for the entire United States of America to end in equity opposed to equality. You've got a really hard life ahead of you. Because while we start with equality, and I've talked about this before with the word discrimination, right? We look at discrimination as a word as some negative thing. Discrimination is one of the key core things you're born with for survival. And as you gain experience, right, you learn what to discriminate and what not. So you just don't die, you know, walking into that grizzly bear in the forest type thing. Okay. And so along the line, if we want to do it this way, from equality to equity, there is and cannot ever be equity across mass human existence. There cannot be. That is a pipe dream. It is fake. It is not the way it works. If you go to a job, you get paid a certain amount for what you do, and somebody else gets paid a certain amount for what they do. They may be equal. They may not. There are people that work harder and get paid less. As a matter of fact, folks, the people that work the hardest on this planet get paid less than the people that don't work as hard. Now, the argument can be made those people have more responsibility, like big responsibility, and so therefore they're getting paid. But but that is not something that you should hang your hat on for happiness and achievement. Know that equality you have and in equality you can strive to live your dreams and this is one of the few places you can do it you will never get to equity ever it's a pipe dream 1499.3 klin you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin all right folks finishing what up uh whatever wednesday international women's day today uh Hug a lady in your life, uh, let them know you appreciate them, and go from there. We talked a lot with Brian about uh, different things with, um, I don't know, national defense, West Coast, East Coast, China, Russia, Ukraine, a little bit of Afghanistan. I think I got hung up a little with Debbie, who was great, uh, talking about quality versus equity and kind of a definition in the end folks i mean you're gonna have to come to terms i mean you can let politicians lie to you about everything's gonna be equitable to get your vote um it's just not gonna happen it's just not um it's it's just not the way it is in the animal kingdom and while we're a lot better than the animals uh we still hold to those type of things in america with its equality right uh gives you the best chance to uh Chase your dreams, live a happy, productive life in in the way that you want to. And um, will it be full equity for everybody one day? No, it won't. Um, And even the countries that sell that type stuff uh, don't last long. Um, And frankly, it's a lie. So, you know, it's just interesting how we use our words. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, Munch Madness. Caleb Henry leading. Could you believe it? 
Johnny Cadillac one point behind, and way back in the rear is Commander Jack Riggins. Um, I may or may not have filled out my bracket uh, with thought, but uh, that's it. I'm out. I'm over. My champion is not going to make it. it. I will probably hold last place. But listen, everybody needs to have a last place guy, and uh, so far it is me. Tomorrow, Stan Parker, mayoral candidate, uh, will be on. And so if you have questions, thoughts, uh, please text them in or maybe call in and get a chance to talk to them. 1,499.3 KLIN.